It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Harvey Levin here. Jason Beckerman. And Fabian here. So um, we have been talking a lot about conservatorships over the last year, and Amanda Bynes got out of hers yesterday. And this is a genuine success story. Yeah. A real success story that she's been in a conservatorship for nine years. I I remember covering this where she... um, when you look at what what happened back then, I mean, I remember this video so vividly where she tried to set her dog on fire with gasoline right. in a driveway, and she was then taken to a psychiatric hospital. She was in such dire, desperate shape. Nine years later, she's graduated from the Fashion Institute. She is stable, happy, she's engaged. engaged. Yep. Um, and her parents have done such a good job managing all of this and riding the ship. And I, I just think... It, you know, I think it's really important that people can see because I think conservatorships were just given this, you know, horrible kind of moniker as a result of Britney Spears. Right. And even that, I think you've got to look at what was behind all of that because yeah. you got to remember back to Britney. But this is a success story. This is a huge success story and fantastic for Amanda Bynes. And I think to the point that you were making, it is a success story in a face in the face of or in the in the, on the heels of. Britney Spears, which was viewed as such a lack of success. Now, I think that's inaccurate, right? Remember where she was, the shaved head, sort of completely addled Britney that we had so many years ago to this person who's now this incredible businesswoman and success story. And I think that that is largely in part to the conservatorship, notwithstanding what happened at the end with her parents. But Amanda Bynes, we didn't have any of the histrionics coming to the end. And it's really wonderful to see how healthy she is. And I couldn't, I think we all, couldn't be happier for her. No, and to your point, we're talking about Britney Spears for a reason because that's the obvious compare and contrast here. Um, you know, what? I would I would argue that Amanda Bynes was in perhaps worse shape than maybe Britney Spears was as far as like as far as behavior. And I mean, she was. If you go back and look at some of these old TMZ videos that we were doing of her like yeah. oh, walking around I the remember. store, you know, Bur- just, burning I burning yes. dogs, burning dogs is a, a yeah. I, I mean, think like, that's look, the bottom, if, right? we don't have to get into a pissing contest over this, but like I would I would just argue <laughs> they were that, both in danger of dying. Yes, potentially. Right. Yes, and and look, Amanda Bynes's conservatorship is ending with a lot less noise oh, yeah. than Britney's. Um, and I, you know, a lot of that has to do with Britney's father. There was, there was, it was way more acrimonious. And for this to kind of just be, it's over. It was quiet, not a whole lot of noise. I, I can appreciate that. And it, it, the fact that everyone was on the same page, and that, and by the way, she hasn't even taken to social media. She's been quiet. And right. I don't think she's going to. Well, there's, just, there's no greater testament to how healthy she is than that she's turning down these all requests these awesome. yes. for interviews. She I mean, everybody wants to interview her. Right. Yeah. She's she's done with show business. I and for good reason. I mean, look, I feel so bad for Amanda Bynes because she was. I I loved Amanda Bynes. I, I loved Amanda Bynes. She was so talented. She was on a rocket ship, ship of success um, in her heyday. I feel like she kind of got chewed up and spit up by the industry, um, you know, uh, but... Well, some people just aren't meant to be famous 
early. Like right. can't don't have. Well, can't, the other thing handle. is, it's it, it's not even an issue that she didn't have the capacity. She was mentally she ill. Was, she was doing it for Understood. a long time. She right. was she was working uh, working in show business for years and years until eventually she just couldn't take it. There anymore. are there are a lot of and listen, a lot of people have different degrees of mental illness. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would argue most people have some degree. Sure. Um, and you manage it, but not her, you, Harf. Her, you're, you're, you're everybody. Solid. Everybody <laughs> does. Everybody does. Everybody has issues, and you know, and it's just, I don't know. I mean, I what I love about this so much is that I think she's been kind of introspective enough to say show business is not for me. Sure. Because even people who get chewed up and spit out the way you say, um, they still went back, and she's figured it out. So and one last point I'll make about this, and this is more of like just an open question. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to uh, take shots at Britney Spears. I, I love Britney Spears. I'm happy for Britney Spears, obviously. But Britney Spears, in, in the wake of being released from the conservatorship, she keeps doing this dance of like taking to social media, posting these very long captions, that are, much of which are rambling sometimes nonsensical. She She's always teasing the idea of like, oh, people want me for an interview. There's a book deal about her that's, that's, that's being talked about. So she's teasing a comeback of sorts, I think, um, and being very coy about it. And and some people say that Britney Spears' behavior in the wake of being released from the conservatorship is cringeworthy and kind of like unbecoming. And and then here, here's the contrast. Amanda Bynes, quiet, minding her business, doesn't want back in show business. Is is Amanda Bynes, is the way she's dealing with this, does that make Britney Spears look bad? And I look, Britney Spears defenders and her fans will say, no, how dare you, but... A lot of the Britney Spears I, I, content that has come out since being released from the conservatorship, I have cringed and cringed and cringed at it. Like, Jesus, like, shut up. Not, it, I don't want to say shut up, like, it, geez, like, it, just. It's a point. It's a point that. Look, I mean, people are, you know, people are saying what's going on with Britney. Like, it, look, if she's living her life. Yeah. And, and I'm happy she's not, for her. she's not hurting anybody. And, you know, the conservatorship was not working for her. Right. And so, you know, they're different people. And, you know, Brittany is just a very different person from Amanda Bynes in every respect. Yeah. I mean, Amanda Bynes has given up show business. Brittany has not. Right. Amanda Bynes is a private person. Brittany is not. Right. And Amanda Bynes got along with her family. Brittany certainly does not get along with hers. Right. There are different, different situations, different Totally different situations. Right. I get it. Uh, Bob Saget. So um, the police have now released... Uh, photos and video inside the room where Bob Saget died in the hotel room at the Ritz-Carlton in, in Orlando. And they've highlighted the headboard of the bed, yeah. which is their theory on how Bob Saget died, that he got into bed, that he leaned back or did something where he hit his head. They said it was consistent with hitting a hard surface that was covered by a soft surface, right. which is the same as the headboard. Like a padded type of thing. That's right. right. So that's what they've kind of released. And now the question, has it satisfied people? And I think the answer is no. No, absolutely it not. It doesn't make, it, it defies common sense is what it yeah, does. I mean, right? I, uh, let's, just, let's just think about this. If you look at the headboard, it's it's kind of built into the wall. If you go to our website, you'll see these photos. The headboard is built into the wall. It's It looks quite padded to me. It doesn't look like, I mean, I, you know, you could probably hit it hard enough and, and, and hurt and make it hurt. But to think, well, to, for well, Bob it's, Saget it's, to, Look, it's the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. It's yeah. very fancy. It yeah. has a beautiful padded headboard behind the bed. But, but they're just, saying there was, there uh, on the edges, they're saying that there was wood. And I don't know whether it was exposed or just closer to the surface, but they're thinking, look, they do, say they don't know. Do, right. do we theory. think Bob Saget got into bed and swung his head back like, no, he didn't. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't make any type of have sense. You ever, have you ever gotten into bed and just been so exhausted. Remember, he and you did, just kind he, of flopped down. Yeah, I guess? He, he did a two-hour show. 
drove for two hours I to the I hotel. I suppose it's possible. Gets in I there mean, at two fifteen in the morning. It just doesn't talk talks to the valet. Gets in bed. He uh, he may have taken a shower. I, I he the, the towel was out in the bathroom. Toiletries were out. Also, so I don't know what he. There was a hair dryer on the counter as well. So it seems he. It feels he, he took a shower. It feels he, he took a shower. Although, yeah. why would you have a hair dryer if uh, you're going to sleep? I said this to Fabian about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> I am puzzled by the hair dryer. He's going to sleep. I mean, That's maybe, maybe hair dryers are usually for longer hair individuals. Well, and also you know, they're like, when you take a shower right. and you're getting ready and you're to, getting go out. to go out. Yeah, you're not not to bed. go to bed. Correct. I mean, so to... I, I look. Here's the thing about it. We know that nobody was in that room. I mean, a lot of people are saying, yeah, "Oh, it must be felt." Yeah. So nobody was in the room. We can all he agree. He wasn't. He wasn't whacked or anything. We, we can we, all we, agree. We can debunk that conspiracy theory. So yeah, whatever yeah. happened, we can all agree. Kind of probably almost certainly happened in the room. Yeah. I think I honestly think he might have seized, had some sort of a seizure, and fallen backward on the floor. But maybe they, hit his hat, his head on on the on the carpet of the floor if, in the if, bathroom. If, yeah, but if that's that, my theory. If that happened, Fabian, why is he tucked in bed? Well, it didn't hurt him bad. It didn't knock him cold, but it yeah, maybe him maybe silly. He, maybe he seized, fell back, hit his head, and then stunned himself and woke back up again. The, that's, the, the seizure know. though is irrelevant. I think that he fell on something. The bathroom floor to me makes the most logical sense. Right. He's hurt except, bad enough. Except if you if you if you hit your head that hard on a bathroom floor, you're going to bleed, and there was no blood. Well, co covered by the mat. I, look to your point. It's in, based on what we know. Even the cops, even the authorities, they don't, know. Like, they don't know. It's so. a mystery. It's weird. By the way, the, how eerie are these? Like when I saw the photos, man, they are eerie. Like it's like it's a it's a creepy. It's, it's it looks like a normal room, yeah. but in the context of Bob Saget having yeah. died there, it is all, all, super creepy. And you do and you yeah. do understand the dynamic here because this has happened with Whitney Houston. It's happened with so many people where this kind of ghoulish thing where people go to the hotel and say, "Can I have Bob Saget's room? Can I have Whitney Houston's room?" Right. Oh, and they do this all the time. And one yeah. one last point I'll make about this: what adds an extra like layer of mystery here is the fact that his family seems dead set on on concealing these records i think i, I read a report this week saying that the not the records photos the fo death photos yeah the death photos they, essentially they don't want a lot of this information out in the public obviously these it's got not out about the, public. the information though it's about the prurient interest it's, in uh, the photos okay. of her, they, of they, the they don't want but some they don't people want... some people read these headlines and think why is the family trying no you know, that's a lot yeah. I, I i know this because look we've been working on this story a lot uh, the family is not. So that's a that's a miscarriage. It, it's a, mis a total misunderstanding. The okay. family doesn't want death pictures out there, which right. is totally understandable. I get that for sure. I mean, and and you know they've been they've been great. Yeah, and they've gone through a lot. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. 
I want to talk about this because I find this really interesting. So Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal, they are two UFC fighters who were once best friends, now even roommates. Enemies. They yeah. hate each other now. Right. They had a fight a couple of weeks ago. Colby cleaned Jorge's clock. And then we get this video um, outside a restaurant the other day in Florida where Jorge basically ambushed Colby coming out of this restaurant, hit him twice, chipped a tooth, and now there's a criminal investigation. So the question that I want to raise, mm -hmm. when two UFC fighters are basically going at each other in the octagon and it spills out into the real world and one of them attacks the other, is that a prosecutable or should that be a prosecutable offense? Why wouldn't it be? I mean... Conor McGregor. Conor, Conor, is, Conor McGregor is the perfect example of somebody who constantly did this. And mostly didn't get prosecuted. He, he did. Yeah, uh, right. he did. He had he a got, plea. He got right? off. He got off. The sentence wasn't much, but he had he copped a plea. Yeah, yeah, he had to go through the ringer a little bit. Well, you're, you're forgetting. There were multiple cases. Yeah. I mean, there was a case, I think, in Florida where There was he, also one in the, Ireland, I believe. In where, Ireland, nothing happened to him. Right. That's where he hit that was, the guy. That was the biggest deal where he, like, punched somebody. Well, no, 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 no. The biggest deal was where he threw the dolly through the tour bus. I mean, and shards of glass hit people in the face. Right. It was a big deal. And 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 if that were a different situation and not a Conor McGregor, I mean, it's almost attempted murder. It's a, it's a deadly weapon in your right. throat. And, and, and he got hit. You know, it was a slap in the wrist. So you asked the question, is it prosecutable? The answer is yes. Will it be prosecuted? The answer is probably no. Right. right? right. Because there, there, there's a code, whether and we can say what we want about the code, but there's a code between the, this group of, of combat athletes sure. that they're not going to press charges against one another. And I can't believe, I can't Why, imagine. When, when is that? And I'm sure Dana White is involved in this at this point, too. Well, well Dana, both of them. Dana's, look, Dana has got to love this because they're probably going to fight again and it just makes the fight better. Sure. He, he that's I'm sure that's true. He loves the PR aspect of it, it teasing a potential new fight, but he doesn't want any real world ramifications to come from this. So he's probably right. telling both Colby right. and George, hey, drop it, it, leave it in the streets kind of thing. And if, if cops, and this happens all the time, we, we cover this all the time, if there's no cooperation from either party, cops are going to send their findings to the DA and the DA is going to be like, yeah, we're not going to prosecute well, this. This is, this is not worth it. My takeaway, what a bitch move by Mosfield. Oh, for here. sure. Like for he sure. gets beat in the ring, fair and square. And by the way, not just like on a, I mean, it, he got annihilated right, for five consecutive rounds. He got beat badly by right. a much better fighter. So he can't beat him in the ring. So instead, he sucker punches yeah, him, I, right? I, he comes I, up I, in the I dark agree. of night in the side of the head and punches him twice. It, it makes him look weak. And he came yeah. on the scene. If you guys remember, he had been in the UFC for a long time and came off the scene with one of the great punches in UFC history and burst onto the scene because he was such a badass. Right. And now he does this, and it's just a chicken move. It yeah. just really is. The, the word you're looking for is Bitch, by the way. Uh, that's bitch. Word I, I, he did yeah, say it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it, it, it is true that, that you know, at at some point, you know, I, I get it. He chipped a tooth. It's not life or death. Right. If it got worse, at a point, does this become a thing where it's prosecutable? I don't understand this code thing. I mean. What do you mean? Like among, among what the fighters? Jason said, yeah, that, that, that there's a code that if somebody ambushes you outside a restaurant, there's a code you're not going to prosecute him. Screw that. Prosecute him. Why not? Uh, Why? I mean, look, you got to answer the rest of the UFC. I, you don't want. Well, that. yeah, the answer to the UFC is I'll fight you in the octagon and be and clean your clock. Yeah, that's probably but what I'd say to But I'm not gonna. But but you're not gonna ambush me outside a restaurant. I, to the to the, his point about the code, I think especially like if you're if you're like and I hate to even put it in this in this way, but like if you're like a man's man like these guys are, <laughs> like look back in the old days and like the 70s and the 80s, you got in a fight with a guy outside of a bar. 
you, you, you ended it right there. You squashed the beef right there. Cops were never called. Like it was just back in the old days, you could just fight a guy and whoever won, won and it was over with. And there was no cops, there was no lawsuits. These days, I'm talking as if I was alive back then, I wasn't. Um, but these days, you, if anyone touches you, litigation, lawsuits. No, you're and, right. And people are just- But I'm, I'm not talking, look, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Right. That it's just this snowflake kind of thing that yeah. you've offended me, I'm gonna, right. Right. I get it. This is different. Yeah, this is not a snowflake incident. This is he broke his tooth. You're and right. Ambushed yeah, him yeah, yeah. and slugged yeah. him twice. Come right. on, in the mouth. That's true. If it was more of like a like they saw each other, they squared off, and it was more of like a fair fight. Perhaps they would have just like left it alone. Right. Or, I mean, then it's mutual combat, sure. and it's not a big deal. Don't right. you think, regardless of the way it should be, that Colby Colby Covington would pay a price in his profession if he were to testify against Masvidal in a court proceeding? 100%. Don't you think he would pay a price professionally? He would. Within the ranks of the UFC, people would would look down upon that, and they would say this is this I, is a, a sucker I, I, move. Like, I, I don't. I, I it's almost like the mafia a little bit. Like, I mean, is is the UFC like not low key its own little like Cosa Nostra kind of thing? But like, I, I mean, but a I'm, not, I'm not, minus the minus the actual crime, obviously. But like, I as far as the brotherhood and the fraternity, like it is right. But I think that in some ways goes to yes, prosecute them. That these guys fight in the uh, in the octagon for you know as a profession and. You know, whether they like each other or hate each other and it's a combination, that's what they do for a living. Right. And to then take it outside where people get ambushed, yeah, I it, would think a lot of those guys inside there would say, definitely go prosecute it. I don't think so. Yeah, I, 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 I hear the point that you're making, and, but I just don't see it happening. I, I don't yeah. think this is Kenneth Masmacho to say, oh, I'm not going to prosecute. I don't think it's that at all. No. I think I think a lot of those guys think, screw Jorge yeah. Masvidal for what he did. Well, Colby Covington Maybe. is Masmacho in this situation. For sure. Way. Okay, yeah. uh, we're going to end with... Um, the hearing uh, on the Supreme Court justice nominee. I think yeah. this is fascinating. It's becoming mm. a circus. It's, well, it's always been a circus. Yeah, but like right now, it's it's at the peak. It's at it's peak circus. It's peak clownery. Um, so this is for Katanji Brown Jackson, Joe Biden's pick. Um, and if you watch these hearings, they've been going on for a few days now. Uh, whenever a Republican is up there on the on the uh, Whenever they're grilling her, whenever a Republican is grilling her, including Lindsey Graham, especially Lindsey Graham, especially Ted Cruz, you can clearly see that they're not interested in asking her about her record, about her her the way she. No, judged. they're getting they're getting in, everybody. They're, they're bringing up everything else. They're talking about um, race. They're talking about they're ta they're talking about how Amy Coney Barrett was treated. They're talking about how Brett. They just want to relitigate but, issues but that are. Isn't on there a point there though that that, that like that, you know we've had putting especially Brett Kavanaugh, we had three days of testimony in that case from Kavanaugh. I don't remember a single question about his judicial record. You're right. That that was a clown show too. And like, but I, I guess the point is like, look, it's in the past though. Like why, why do you feel but the need no, but, to relitigate it right I'll, now? I'll tell you what, what, what's weird about this. And, and it's, this has been going on now for a long time. Yeah, ever since Trump got off. It's not about the nominee anymore. No, it never, it's yeah. about the, for years it it's been. about the senators stating their position to the world in right. a big forum yep. that, you know, asking them questions that really can't be answered. How would you rule on this? They shouldn't answer right. that question right. because you can't answer a question like that. It's and, and the senators well, no, but know no, no, this, it's and they not, know this. It, it's inappropriate because you cannot ask an abstract question like that without being presented a set of facts. Right, right. And that's the difference. And they're just asking. The biggest thing that happened in the hearing yesterday the most important thing that happened in the hearing yesterday that kind of came and went and nobody even commented on particularly and will cement all the votes is when she said, I think 
that Roe versus Wade is settled law. Right. Period. Right. That is, for better or worse, that's where they're all going to come down. Right. For or against her. The Democrats right. are going to vote for her. Most Republicans are going to vote against her. Right. And then all of the other stuff where Ted Cruz pulls out children's books. When you just testified a minute ago that you didn't know if critical race theory was taught in K through 12, I, I, I will confess, I, I, I find that statement a, a little hard to reconcile. They include a book called Anti-Racist Baby. Really quite remarkable. One portion of the book says babies are taught to be racist or anti-racist. There is no neutrality. Another book that is on the uh, summer reading for third through fifth grade is a book called Stamp for Kids. Uh, on page 33, it asks the question, can we send white people back to Europe? That's what's being given to eight and nine years old. Now, what this book argues for is the exact opposite of what Dr. King spoke about on the floor of the, of the Lincoln Memorial. And, and are you comfortable uh, with, with these ideas being taught to children? Senator, I have not reviewed any of those books, any of those ideas. They don't come up in my work as a judge. That's the point. Right, 100%. So just for a little bit of context, why he was asking her about this. So um, she sits on the board for a private school in, in D.C. Right. Uh, Georgetown Day School is what it's called. She sits on the board, and he was he was basically saying, hey, look, I skimmed through the curriculum. Here's what's being assigned to kids this age, this age, this right. age. These are the books. Right. He's laying out, well, this is ridiculous. We're not going to get into into that. He he was basically trying to like say, do you agree with this? And he was, and this is, he was trying to put the whole critical race theory debate Right onto her, and so, she's, and she's, well, but, and she but, rightly said, "I my job on the board is not reviewing the curriculum. We deal with other matters. But guess so I what? don't know what the hell you're but, talking but about." But here's the thing: suppose she agrees with critical right. race theory. Suppose she disagrees. Who cares? Her point is, I do look. The, my favorite quote that I remember from law school: there was a judge named McReynolds who was arguably the stupidest judge ever to sit in the U.S. Supreme Court. However, he said something that I have never forgotten that is just so interesting. He said, an amorphous dummy, um, an amorphous dummy, oh God, how am I forgetting this now? An amorphous dummy unspotted by human emotion is an unbecoming receptacle for judicial power. And what that means is yeah, that, 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 that everybody has opinions. Everybody brings their personal views to, to wherever they are. Yeah. Yep. The issue is, can you put them aside? When we have jury trials, they all have personal views. And we say to jurors, you got to put that aside and we allow them to do it. Right. Yet for some reason, senators don't want to do that with Supreme Court justice nominees. Right. They want to think, if you have an opinion, you di you're disqualified. She can have... I'm sure she has opinions on everything. She's in, she's a brilliant person. Right. And so she has opinions. So what? That you put those opinions aside when you sit on the bench. Right. That is the beginning and the end of everything. But they want to make it and 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 you know what they're doing too is they're going through and they've done this with a lot of other nominees and it's just ridiculous. They're going through when she was a public defender, they're looking at some of the briefs right. where she went in hard, you know, uh, at yeah. one point she called, she was fighting on the uh, Guant Guantanamo yeah, she Bay. Was, she was representing Gitmo detainees. And she, call, and she and called Bush a war criminal. In the, or She actually didn't. She didn't use the word war criminal. No, she, she said, she said that, it's she a said, war crime. She said the Bush administration have committed war crimes. Right. And, and a senator, I think it was John, he was from Texas somewhere. Uh, he was he was pissed. How could you call Bush a war criminal? And then she was like, that's not exactly what I said. But she, interestingly enough. She was she, an advocate. She caved actually to his pressure. She said, 
I did not mean to call him a war criminal. I don't think I called him a war criminal, but that's not what I meant. But, but she was an ad, she was an advocate. Yeah, she was right, yeah. I mean, she was just doing her clients. job at the time. It's, right. it's right. absurd. It's absurd. It, it shows where we are as a country politically that Ruth Bader Ginsburg, when she was nominated to the bench, uh, was confirmed by a vote of 97 to 3, I suppose. If she was put up for the bench today, oh, God. it would be 50-50 or 51-49 yeah, split. split. Yeah. Not yeah. because she's any different, not because she's any less of a jurist. It's that the senators have changed. The senators have changed. The, the country has changed. Has changed. Yeah. If you are a Trump supporter and you if, if and your senator, your Republican senator, votes for this candidate, you will be voted out of office. Trump will speak out against right. you. And yeah. on the left, it's the same thing. I, I, I want to end with this. I, answer me. <laughs> riddle me this? No. I was just going to say riddle okay, me yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I literally was going to say riddle me like this. Is this a Batman movie? Cool. No, I was going to do riddle me this. <laughs> Explain to me how somebody can get overwhelming approval, almost like a 90-73 vote, right. for Court of Appeals. Right. But when the same senators are looking at her for the Supreme That's Court, it becomes 51-49. Explain she, that she, to she me. She was overwhelmingly approved right. and not, in lower courts. And you and, should understand what a lower court is. This is the court of a, the federal court of appeals, one step below the Supreme Court. They have enormous power yeah. and setting yes. precedent and setting things up for the Supreme Court. So what they say hugely matters. And, How does yeah. she get overwhelming support for that? And a year later, all of a sudden, it falls by the wayside. And, and not a single Republican senator who supported her has come out for the uh, appeals nomination, has come out and and voiced support for her no. for the Supreme Court. It's, it, it's absurd. It's pure it, hypocrisy. It a, I mean, that's, that's exactly what it is. It, well, it's pure politics, right? In theater, it, it, too. It, a lot of theater. Yeah, it, it's about it's showing your it, base. But politics, and, where, we've, where we are now, it yeah. wasn't that way before. No. It was well, not, that's because, uh, not to get down this rabbit hole, but Donald Trump has literally changed everything about politics as we know it. I, Donald Trump has been terrible for politics. I agree with you. This issue was long before Donald Trump. Although sure. during the Clinton administration, we had Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but you did have this Merrick kind of, Garland. Mer, well, yeah, that's that's tr Trump's doing. But no, uh, it's not. Well, it's it's that not was Trump's, Obama's nominee. That was Obama's nominee. That Mitch McConnell, et cetera, said we're going to wait until the election. Well, so what I'm saying is it was yes. pre, it predated it pre, Trump. It predates him. And 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 I mean, you go back and you look at Robert Bork. I mean, you can go oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. no, I mean, you right. can go way, way back. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And and, you know, it's this it, it, this country. <sighs> Tearing itself apart. It's yeah, yeah we need a hero. We're holding out for a hero. I'm telling you, we are. We're holding out. We're for holding that, out for a hero. That hero. It's I, I, you know, I think a lot these days about Robert Kennedy. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I got so involved in that campaign when I was a teenager, when I was 16, 17, and um, and he was a hero as yeah. far as I was concerned. Definitely considered a visionary. And, and I that, remember yeah. when he was assassinated, and I was just thinking, I, I, I it, it, boy, it really to this day. I, I was there. I was the ambassador. Oh, yeah. shit. And yeah. I, I mean, I was involved in the campaign. Right. And um, I just, it, it's never been the same. We have not come it's across It's just never been the same. Like we we lost Robert Kennedy. We got Richard Nixon. <laughs> it worked out like it worked out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys, we'll see you Friday. Thank you.